100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, Preservation Maryland is honored to present our contribution to the national efforts illuminating this important history, Ballot and Beyond. Hello, I'm Diana Bailey, Executive Director of the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. We're thrilled to partner with Preservation Maryland by expanding the Ballot and Beyond podcast project with stories of valiant Maryland women who worked for suffrage. In addition to featuring suffragists, several of these new podcasts also represent significant women whose historic contributions and achievements have led to their induction into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame. Our mission at the Maryland Women's Heritage Center is to add her story to history to tell our story in all aspects of our lives. We are especially concerned with representing the critical intersectionality of race and gender in the history of the suffrage movement. As new documentation comes to light, we are sharing the important contributions of African Americans and many other diverse women and men who sought equality, inclusion, and justice for all. Enjoy the podcast and continue to share their stories. This episode of Ballot and Beyond, contributed by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center, was written by the former editor of Library Congress magazine, Audrey Partington. The reader is former CNN reporter, Kaylin Thomas. Margaret Brett, Vote and Voice. 200 years before the first Women's Rights Convention in Seneca Falls, New York, Margaret Brent became the first woman in the American colonies to request the right to vote. Margaret was born into a wealthy English Catholic family with close ties to Cecil Calvert, known as Lord Baltimore, the first proprietor of the Maryland colony. He established the colony in 1634 as a safe haven for English Catholics fleeing persecution in Anglican England. Four years later, Margaret, along with a sister and two brothers, emigrated to Maryland, carrying land-grant orders from Lord Baltimore. They were to be granted the same amount of land given to the pioneer settlers. Brent established an estate near St. Mary's City, where she proceeded to trade in tobacco, indentured servants, and land. Brent accumulated significant wealth and became a prominent citizen, earning the trust of Maryland's colonial governor, Leonard Calvert, the brother of Lord Baltimore. Ten years after her arrival, Brent was one of the largest landowners in the New World. At a time when married women were unable to own land, Margaret Brent remained single and in total control of her extensive property. She appeared frequently in colonial court to represent her own interest and those of her family and acquaintances. The American Bar Association recognizes Brent as the first woman lawyer in America. Records show that she successfully argued 124 cases over eight years. Repercussions from the English Civil War were felt in Maryland. In 1645, a Protestant sea captain, Richard Engel, 
led a surprise attack on St. Mary's City in the name of the English Parliament, which was at odds with Charles I. Governor Calvert fled to Virginia, and most of the Maryland Protestants left to become the first settlers in Virginia's northern neck, just across the Potomac River from St. Mary's. Governor Calvert returned a year later with hired soldiers who defeated Engel and his men. But the governor soon became ill and died. On his deathbed, he named Margaret Brent as his executor, in charge of paying his debts and disposing of his estate. He instructed her to take all and pay all. Unfortunately, the governor's estate was not enough to repay the soldiers who were threatening mutiny. To deal with the crisis, Brent appeared before the Maryland Assembly on January 3, 1648, and asked to be named Lord Baltimore's attorney in place of the deceased governor. The request was granted. Several weeks later, Brent appealed to the Assembly to be granted two votes, one as landowner and another as Lord Baltimore's legal representative. The request was denied. Brent protested against the assembly proceeding without her vote and voice. Brent had hoped to use her votes to convince the assembly to levy a tax to pay the soldiers. With this avenue closed, she used her authority as Lord Baltimore's attorney to sell his cattle to pay the soldiers. Her actions avoided the rebellion of Calvert's army and saved the Maryland colony as a haven for religious freedom. But Lord Baltimore was outraged and condemned Brent's actions in a letter to the Assembly. The Assembly defended Brent in a response to Lord Baltimore. We do verily believe in conscious report that it was better for the colony's safety at that time in her hands than in any man's else in the whole province. For the soldiers would never have treated any other with that civility and respect. And though they were even ready at several times to run into mutiny, yet she still pacified them. She rather deserved favor and thanks from your honor than those bitter invectives you have been pleased to express against her. Lord Baltimore remained firm in his disapproval of Brent, leading her to sell some of her Maryland holdings and move to Virginia in 1651. At the time of her death in 1671, she had acquired nearly 10,000 acres of land. Margaret Brent did not seek the right to vote for all women. She wanted to vote in the Maryland Assembly to save the colony. But future generations of suffragists were encouraged by her example of a strong, independent businesswoman who advocated for herself and others in a court of law. Thanks to Margaret Brent, Marylanders can trace their state's activism for women's suffrage all the way back to colonial America. Thank you to our many Maryland's Heritage Center volunteers who researched, edited, and brought these stories to the community by reading these podcasts. Researchers and historians are always seeking information about women and their stories. Our efforts to find and document their contributions is ongoing. If you have letters, articles, memorabilia from your past or in your attic or basement, please share with us so that we can continue to fill in the unsung heroine stories for a richer understanding of Maryland women and their contributions to our history. To donate materials or to make a financial gift in support of this work, please visit ballotandbeyond.org. 
When you're there, you can also listen to biographies from Season 1 and see historic images and transcripts from each episode. If you're inspired by these remarkable women, please share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, and students. And rate us on Apple Podcasts or head over to preservecast.org to make a donation. Thank you. Ballot and Beyond is a multimedia history project powered by Preservation Maryland and our award-winning podcast, PreserveCast. It's produced with financial support from Gallagher, Evelius, and Jones, Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. With a Heritage Fund grant from Preservation Maryland and the Maryland Historical Trust, Season 2 was researched, written, and read by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center.